Good morning or good afternoon, depending where you are in the world. Thank you for joining us. My name is Nayaswami Ananta. This is Nayaswami Maria. And with today, we have Brahm and Catherine doing blessings, and Aaron will give the talk. And we're broadcasting from the Temple of Light in Ananda Village in California. And we're very glad to be here. I'm going to read from Rays of the One Light. Uh, this topic this week is reason versus intuition. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. Jesus, when addressing his critics, appealed to reason and common sense in his training of the disciples. However, he like all great masters, encouraged in them the development of a higher faculty, soul intuition. For it is only by intuition that spiritual perceptions are achieved. In chapter 16 of the Gospel of St. Matthew, we find Jesus drawing on the intuition of his disciples by asking them who they thought he was in reality. They immediately understood that he, what he wanted from them was a subtle answer, not some obvious reply based on his nationality, sex, and the like. Peter it was, at last, who understood and answered the question on its intended level, the spiritual. Thou art the Christ, he said, the Son of the living God. And Jesus turned to him, saying, Blessed art thou, Simon, son of Jonah, for not by human nature was this truth revealed to thee, but by my heavenly Father. And I tell thee this also, thou art Peter, which is to say a rock, and upon this rock will I build my church, and never will the powers of darkness overwhelm it. Jesus was pleased with his disciple for relating to the question on its deepest level. Reason could not have given Peter that answer. The answer came through the faculty of soul intuition and proved him thereby to be a spiritually advanced disciple. It was his intuitive perception, that insight which cannot be shaken by tempests of reasonable doubt that Jesus praised in referring to him as a rock. The church he referred to next was the edifice of cosmic consciousness any outer church institution would have to depend, as in fact the Christian churches have always done, on the level of understanding of its individual leaders and members. Peter's intuitive perceptions could never have been passed on to an outward succession of prelates. Clarity comes by direct soul perception. Confusion results from excessive dependence on reason as the guide to understanding. As the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita states, when your intellect, at present confused by the diversity of teaching in the scriptures, becomes steadfast in the ecstasy of deep meditation, then you will achieve final union with God. Thus, through holy scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Oh, 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 oh. 
Good morning, everyone. We'll start with a reading from Whispers, but I just want to say I'm thrilled to be here and thrilled to have all of you here with us, and especially our blessers this morning. What a wonderful occasion to be able to bring back these powerful ceremonies, purification and touch of light. It's been a while, and we can really feel that power, I think, this morning. So... This is demand for the rising of the aurora of intuition. Infinite spirit, thy presence is hidden equally behind the warm rays of the sun and the cool light of the moon. Those lights, though welcome and wonderful, reveal only Mother Nature's splendor and matter. They reveal not thee. To me, they are therefore darkness thy all-revealing, majestic, and supreme light shines not on, but from within, the center of everything, therefore creating no shadows. Shadows in this world reduce light itself to non-light. In theory, I have known this. Now, Lord, take all darkness away from me. Wherever I sit with eyes shut, enclosed in my own darkness, cause to blaze upon me in glory the aurora of intuition that suffused in its light I may gaze raptly on thee with worshiping eyes. Sometimes I think between whispers and Swami's music and the Festival of Light, there's really not much need <laughs> for much of a talk, but I'll share a few things anyways. Um, it just speaks to the power of what uh, Swami brought us through his music and through these ceremonies that they really say all that needs to be said. Um, our topic this morning is reason versus intuition, which is really a perfect topic for our times. Um, we look around and we see how much confusion there is and how much misunderstanding, even with all the information that we have access to these days. There's so much confusion and misunderstanding and as it says in the reading, confusion is the result of excessive reliance on reason to guide our understanding. And not having that calm feeling, that intuition to guide our reason, we're lost without that, really. And I think we need now more than ever to develop that intuition, to develop that soul perception that deeper way of knowing, to find solutions, because solutions don't come from reason alone. They come from intuition. Einstein said, you can't solve a problem on the level of consciousness that created it. And that's what we see happening in many ways, that we're trying, we're using the subconscious, our past experiences, our emotions are getting involved, our desires, or on the conscious level with endless reasoning and, well, yes, but what about this and what about that? And just relying only on what we can see with the senses, it's limited. And it's only through super consciousness, through our intuition, that we're able to really tune into the bigger picture, to really understand, we start to see, Swami says, the problem and the solution as one whole, right? They go hand in hand, that in the problem itself is the solution, but we're only able to tune into that when we use our superconsciousness, when we raise our consciousness to that higher level 
And as Yogananda in that beautiful poem, Samadhi, he basically, it's a description of that superconscious state. He says, knowing, knower, known as one, that it's not this external understanding, it's from within that we truly understand and know what to do and how to solve the problems that we see around us, in our own lives, within us, and in the world around us. Yogananda said that intuition is our sixth sense, that you know, we're limited by our five senses, we can only do so much with that, and so we need to develop that sixth sense of intuition in order to really know truth. And I had an interesting experience a couple of years ago before I came to the village, I was going through a challenging time, and I don't know if any of you have had a challenging time like this, where it's just one thing after another, to the point where something else happens and you think, gosh, really, Divine Mother? And you kind of have this moment where you can either laugh or cry. Um, and so I chose to laugh in that moment, in that situation. And when people would ask me how things were going, how's this situation, I say, well, you know, it's helping me to develop my sixth sense, my sense of humor. <laughs> and, you know, I think this goes hand in hand with intuition because what it did for me was it allowed me to see the situation from that divine perception, to see God's Leela, to see it as God's play, to not get pulled down into seeing it from the subconscious or the conscious, but to really rise above it and see it from that higher perspective which is just so powerful, and to really just see the truth of the situation, which is, it's all God. It's all God's play, and don't worry about it. It'll work out. <laughs> In the reading, it says that Peter understood and answered the question on the level which was intended, the spiritual. And this is the opportunity we have in every situation to understand, to respond to life on its intended level which is the spiritual. God doesn't want us to suffer. We suffer from wrong use of our reason. And when we tune in on that higher level, we're able to understand, right? We can relate to life appropriately from that higher level. I have a friend that I love to call up when I'm going through a challenging time and feeling really confused because no matter what I share with her, her response is more or less the same, which is, Wow, that's so interesting. I wonder what Master's trying to do for you. I wonder what lesson, wow, that's amazing. I wonder what Master has for you to learn in that. And she's so genuine, it's so, just this genuine enthusiasm and curiosity for just the adventure of the spiritual path. And I just, I find that just so delightful. I love to see things from that perspective because that is that intuitive, divine, superconscious perspective. We have this opportunity, you know, that everything that comes to us is a blessing from the divine meant for our spiritual evolution, that there's always a lesson, there's always a reason for everything that's unfolding. We just have to try and see it from that right perspective. And if we're confused or we're upset, we're not there. <laughs> we're not on that superconscious level. It's just a reminder. Um, I was thinking of intuition as sort of the opposite of judging a book by its cover, right? That when we use our intuition, we're tuning in on a deeper level, right? And we're tuning into that hidden potential, what we can't see with the eyes, what we can't see or perceive with our senses. And I had an interesting example of this. I was helping Maggie, our friend Maggie, 
in the costume shop. We have a costume shop here at Ananda Village, and I was helping her, and she was showing me, you know, all the wonderful things she finds at different thrift shops and what she's going to do with them. And she <laughs> brought out this kind of scraggly black scarf piece of fabric, and I looked at it, and I was like, didn't really know why she was showing me this, but she was so excited. She was like, look what I found. I saw, as soon as I saw this in the thrift shop, I knew I was gonna take this and it was, you know, she had all these ideas what she was gonna make out of it. And it was like, wow, I totally did not see that. I don't think I would have looked twice at that if I'd seen that <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> but she had that vision, that creative, super conscious vision that was beyond what most of us might have seen in that situation. And that's the creativity that we need today, that we need to tune in and look beyond what we can see with our eyes, what we can perceive with our senses, and really see what's that higher potential, right? Yogananda says that reason has revealed only one one millionth of the nature of reality. One one millionth through reason. And so if we're only taking in and understanding things from what we perceive with our senses, we're limited in what we can experience. We're limited in what we can understand and how we can perceive and, and what we can become, really. But when we start to tune in on that deeper level of intuition and see beyond the outer reality, we're able to perceive a higher potential within ourselves and with the people and the circumstances around us. I had um, another interesting experience of this. And I think it's important to note, of course, that we're able to tune into that higher perception through stilling our hearts and minds, through meditation. I had a student that, um, when I was teaching third grade, was struggling to learn to read, and it was very challenging, and I was constantly trying to figure out what the problem was and how I could fix it, how I could help her learn to read. And the more I looked for problems, the more problems I found. And I was just, as you can imagine, just completely caught in that problem consciousness. And then we had a school break, and I was able to meditate more and just be in silence, be still. And as we were coming back from the break, I started to just tune into the situation in a kind of a totally different way, to just kind of see her in a completely different way and realize that maybe learning to read isn't the most important thing in this moment. Maybe there's a bigger picture here. And just to really tune into that higher potential, that, wow, she has all these strengths, all these skills, and I was so focused on this one aspect that I was unable to see the rest of that, unable to even relate to that. And so by having that you know, bigger perspective, we could work on those issues, but I could do it in a totally different way with a totally different consciousness, a totally different attitude. And I realized there was nothing to fix. The only thing that needed to be fixed was my consciousness. And I've seen this play out again and again as I go along the spiritual path that whenever a problem comes, whenever a difficulty comes along, there's really nothing to fix except my consciousness, except the way that I'm perceiving the situation. That's the opportunity that Master is giving us in every test and every challenge and every situation that we face. 
So I've been working now with parents in sharing these teachings, sharing education for life. And I had this couple that I started working with a little over a year ago, and they were just, had lots of questions and were wanting to know, how do we do this? And why does my child do this? And wanting to understand and just, you know, coming to every class that I had to offer and coaching sessions and everything and just looking for answers. And I gave them tools and techniques. We start every session with centering, with deep breathing, just calming the heart, calming the mind, um, and, you know, giving them tools, ideas, things that they could do, but really working with seeing themselves and seeing their child from a different perspective, from a higher, more expansive perspective, that who is this child? What is it that they really need, right? What's really happening here? And I had a workshop recently, and the mother um, shared as a testimonial, she said, I used to come to Erin and ask her all these questions, and it was wonderful that I could come to her and ask her these questions, but I realize now I don't need to call Erin so much because I understand now how to see my child in a different light, how to see the situation, and I can answer those questions myself now. And really, that's the power of intuition, is that we have those answers, we have that power to answer those questions within us. We just have to tune in on a different level of consciousness. We just have to raise still that restlessness, still that worry and that fear and that concern that we have, calm our hearts, and then we can perceive from that higher consciousness. And we see this example with the great saints and scientists and inventors and innovators, they were all able to tune in on that higher level. You know, they didn't achieve what they achieved in their own lives and in the things that they brought to the world by relating to it only through reason or only through the material plane. They were tuning in on that higher level. And one of my favorite examples is the life of George Washington Carver, who was a great um, scientist saint, I would say, uh, he lived, he was born into slavery, he was an African-American, born into slavery at the end of the Civil War. And his entire life is amazing. I wish I had time to tell his whole story, but um, I highly recommend, <laughs> I highly recommend um, reading more about him. It's very inspiring. All that he overcame to become this amazing scientist and researcher that really transformed the agricultural industry. And so he was working at one point in the South and cotton had been the only crop grown in the South for many, many years and it had completely depleted the soil. There were pests and people, the farmers were devastated. There was nothing they could do. They were losing money. And so he tested the soil and he found out that you could plant peanuts and it would help bring back the soil, the nutrients that the soil needed. So of course people were like, I'm not gonna plant peanuts, what are we gonna do with them? There was nothing to be done with peanuts at that time, there was no market for peanuts, but people started planting peanuts and then there were all these peanuts everywhere. <laughs> and so Dr. Carver had this habit, every morning at 4 a.m. he would go out into the woods and he would talk to God. So one morning he went out and he prayed to God, why did you create the universe? And God responded, that's too big of a question. Ask something that's more your size. And so he said, okay, why did you create the earth? And God said, nope, that's still too big of a question for your little mind. So he asked, why did you create man? 
And God said, your little mind still wants to know too much. Ask something more your size. And so he asked, well, why did you create plants? And God said, far too big, far too big still. <laughs> so finally he asked, Lord, why did you create the peanut? And God answered him and guided him. And he went back to his laboratory and within 10 days, he created hundreds of uses for the peanut. Dyes, plastics, medicines, food products. I mean, it's just an endless and amazing list of things that he created just with the peanut, not to mention all of his other inventions. Um, but it just speaks to that power of raising our consciousness, attuning with that divine vision, that intuition to know from within. The other example I think many of us think of when we think of intuition is Swami Kriyananda. We look around this community, everything that was created here was created in that super conscious flow. Everything that he did, the books that he wrote, the music that he wrote, it's just example upon example. But one of my favorites is um, when he was wanting to edit Master's um, Gita commentaries, and SRF had the manuscript. And so he couldn't get a hold of it in order to edit it, but he just felt that's something he really needed to do. And so one night he had a super conscious dream, and Master said to him, use my words. And Swami said, but the doors are closed, meaning he couldn't get the manuscript from SRF. And Master said to him, don't overlook the possibility of a skylight. And I love this. Um, it's such a wonderful reminder to return to that superconscious, that attunement to that higher consciousness. And when he actually did sit down to write those commentaries, he wrote 600 pages in two months. I mean, that's just not possible on any other level. You can't do that from the conscious reasoning mind. You can only do that from intuition and from attunement. And it's just a beautiful reminder that there's always a solution. There's always an answer. It's just a matter of whether we're tuning in on that higher level. Yogananda said that intuition is the soul's power of knowing God. And that's what Jesus was talking about when he said that intuition is the rock upon which he'll build his church. It's that power to know God that we all have within us. That's the rock that's going to allow us to stand unshaken amidst the crash of breaking worlds. It's that inner knowledge of God's presence, of God's truth. No matter what's happening in the world, everything can be falling apart, everything can be going against our rational reason, reasoning mind, but from within, we touch that in meditation. When we get still, you know, Lahiri said, solve all your problems through meditation. It's not that we go into meditation and we get all the answers. It's that we get still and we tune into that higher consciousness and we realize the truth, that God is here with us. He's in everything, in every situation, in every circumstance. And we start to tune into what is it that God, what is it that Master wants us to learn from this situation? So we have that opportunity in every moment to tune in on that higher level of consciousness and from that truth, from that intuition, to stand unshaken against the crash of breaking worlds. So, any blessings?
Christ gave us the mountains, peace gave us the sky, nightly when starlight enfolds us, peace is its lullaby. So 